Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. Oh, John Wilder! John Wilder! Oh, it is so nice to see you here. Darling. Oh, your makeup looks marvelous. Are you ready for the shoot today? Darling. We're doing the Romancing the Stone sequel, I think, but... Jean Wilder, I'm telling you, baby. Well, I lie. I'm going to go tell the director that you are ready. Bat those eyes. Bat those eyes for me. Oh, ho, 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 ho. You are ready. I'll be right back. Mwah. Hey, are you Liz? Yeah. I got your, I got your headphones and your microphone ready for you, so have a good show. Hey, Liz, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Can you pass me a napkin? I have yeah, the want, biggest runny nose. You want my sleeve nose. instead? Uh, sure. There you go. All right, thanks. You guys, are you ready? Yeah. Lights. Camera. Action. Action. Lives three by fives is on the road. I'm Liz Wilder. And I'm Tim Larson. And guess where we are? We are. Uh, guess, guess, guess. We are sort of taking 360 all the way back to square one, aren't we? We are. For you those wanna... of you that know our story, you'll understand. For those of you that don't, we can tell it to you right now. We are in Beloit International Film Festivals. Free kickoff party. Yes, they did not have one last year no. in 2021. Correct. And Liz and I reconnected two years ago at their reception, and that is literally where all the dominoes started to fall. So doesn't it feel good to be yes, back it here? Does. It it's is. It's so cool, and you're we're, seeing everything, and and everybody is coming in right now. We're we're on the mezzanine, which mm -hmm. we never were allowed to be there before. <laughs> right <laughs> now, right. they go, hey, go wherever you want. We don't care. Go ahead, get up there. Get yeah, up there. Who cares? This is the same place that we did maybe the third or fourth episode, which was in Ironworks when we were mm -hmm. inside a shipping container. We at their podcast booth. Yes. We were sort of back in the bowels of this place. We're here now. We're sort of in the open air thing for the cookout reception. I think this is what they called the commons area. It is. Yes. It okay. is. Yeah. So hopefully we're going to see a lot of people that we haven't seen in two years. One, because they didn't have the reception last year. Right. And two, because of the pandemic. And we've right. already seen Laura Dahl. Right. We've already seen Nancy. Right. Who was the lady that you met that came up here that's all kinds of fancy? Oh, isn't she gorgeous? Oh, my goodness. We'll have goodness. to put a picture up on our website. Her name is Khadija Ali, and she is stunning. She's oh. very movie-esque. She walked up here very delicately in the stairs, you oh know, because this we're, is like a warehouse. Yeah. 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 And we were setting up in the mezzanine, and she said, I think I'm overdressed. And we're like, no, you said, are well, not overdressed at all. Well, said, well, She's just stunning. If you're stunning. looking at us as a guy, yes, you're <laughs> overdressed because we're sort of grungy. But I said, when these people come in and they roll out the red carpet, because it's mm -hmm. a movie festival, mm -hmm. you are going to fit right in. Sure there, enough. There she was. Yeah, right. she's, stu she's stunning. She's a sweetheart. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. So we are here at Biff, like I said, and I have to tell you, you know, they've got over 136 films, including features, shorts, and music videos that will go on from now until March 6th. And that's at venues, which they are very happy that the venues are within walking distance in Beloit, Wisconsin. Correct. Correct. Uh, but also, if you're listening to us in Pennsylvania 
or Tennessee, mm -hmm. you can go to BloitFilmFest.org and you could buy your tickets and watch the film because that's the way we all did it last year. Right. I watched 10 films. Did you really? I did. I loved it. I don't know how many that they're going to have as far as um, online movies go. They haven't quite figured that out yet. I know tomorrow they'll have it all up on their website. Yeah, though. it will not be all 136. No, 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 yes. no, no. It yeah. will be a certain amount yeah. because they've got the directors here that are going to be talking about their films if they're, when they're in location. There's a few of them that will be there talking about their films, too. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. i got to tell you about the venues. I mean, it's awesome. Not only the long time in the loyal establishments, Bagels and More and La Casa Grande and Domenico's. Love Domenico's, by the way. <laughs> They've got three more exciting locales, they call them. Um, downtown Beloit Association Facility. Okay. The Visit Beloit, which you said was the... Um, it was the Angel Museum. Oh, the Angel Museum. For okay. years. And they okay. completely renovated that. They were halfway through the renovation when we came up to the Beloit International Film Festival halfway, which ah, I think was June okay. or July. Right. And, you know, you could see where what it was, was going to go. You could see the renderings of the architects and mm. stuff like that. But they were about halfway there, which it didn't matter to us. You no. know, we just yeah. wanted to see a film. And we saw... A phenomenal film about songwriters. Oh, fun. And it was called It All Begins with a Song. And they tell you, here's how this was all created. Wow. Here's who we had in mind. And all these stories, including people like Mac Davis, who is no oh, longer yeah. with us anymore. Right, right, right. He was one of them that said, here's how I do it. And it was phenomenal because some of these people, and it doesn't necessarily mean genre or age does right. not know it's just how they're wired they will go into a room mm -hmm. and they will go you know what by five or six o'clock tonight i need to have a song kicked out yep. or i need to be really really well on my way for a song other people ah, i'm not gonna do anything until it hits me and it yeah. may hit me at four in the morning and to hear those stories God, was that a good movie. I got to tell you, I only know that because I watched the TV show Nashville. Yes. <laughs> and that's, a, they did that same thing. It's along those lines. Yep. It really is. Okay, so the last venue is the best because that's where we are, and we are very familiar with that. It's the new Iron Tech venue right here at Ironworks Campus. And mm -hmm. That's where you're going to find a lot of the films, too. Like I said, they're going to have different films, uh, features, shorts, music videos. They're also adding a new genre. Well, actually, a couple new genres. Horror sci-fi and fantasy plus this is a real big deal they have got a block of incredible films from the luang probang film festival in laos oh my it's major what do you mean they're they're they showed there and they're showing here yes or they are okay. from what i understand they're showing all these wonderful films that were oh they're they're um did they win well it's the it's like their global partner, their global outreach, oh. if you will. Um, so it unfolds over several days in December in the Northern UNESCO World Heritage Center, the Luang Probang Film Festival does. And um, they're coming here just kind of as, as a collaboration. So they're almost like when you have a, a sister city Almost like Almost a sister like city. Uh -huh. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah. now I understand. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did not know that aspect of it. Well, yeah, but get this. It's a region of 10 countries, basically, is what this whole film festival is made up of 10 different countries. Brunei, Cambodia, Laos, Indonesia, Malaysia, Myanmar, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. Whoa. So you'll find films from directors from these places. They're just 
Oh, it's amazing. Do you think there's going to be a huge language barrier when you see these films? You know, films? I don't know. I, I don't okay. know about that. I didn't okay. think about that. Okay. And let me look in this little magazine we've got here because they've got all kinds of information on it. I well, don't know about that. While you're looking that up, let me also thank Greg Gerard, who yes. is the executive director of Beloit International Film Festival. We connected two years ago, and we have done different projects throughout the time. We have not just let it lay by the side. We have sort of picked up the ball in one way or the other to help each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's because of our connection with him that we are up here tonight. I don't want to interrupt your info stuff. Oh, I know, I know. But I, know. I want to so cool. start Moscato. You want to drink? Oh, oh, I got a great toast. It's for a reception. Then. Come on. I know it. I Come know on. it. Okay, so this is a classic. Are you ready? I am. Here, are you ready for the toast? All right. Okay. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> How about that? Or I could give you the number one famous line, movie line ever. Oh, 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 Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Yeah, well. Go ahead. Frankly, I, my dear, I don't give a damn. I was gonna say, if that comes Gone from a guy, it doesn't have it doesn't have as much impact. Right. Yeah. Right. So I I let you sort of take that one. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Oh, that does taste good. Today. Very good. Yes. Very, very hey, good. You know there was this um, there was this other film that played last year. For the life of me, I do not know the title of that film. Oh, dear. And I asked Greg about it a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and of course, it's crazy for him. You He's know. not gonna remember that no. stuff. Well, and I didn't see the schedule from last year, but let me tell you this, and hopefully we'll put the answer on our website later on so you can look up this film. It was drawn to me in the category of drama, and usually mm. drama is not my first pick. But right. it was maybe eighth or ninth film that I saw last year. Okay. You wearing this white blouse tonight is a typical example of what this movie was. Because okay, first of all, hon, uh -oh. this is not a blouse. <laughs> this is a turtleneck sweater. Blouses and turtleneck sweaters are different. <laughs> Just FYI. Okay. Okay. okay Should I back up and say, because nope. <laughs> you're wearing a white top, does hey, that make fine. you feel better? <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> That just identifies the lack of fashion sense oh, I have. Hey, it's okay. At least you know I'm wearing a white turtleneck. It's winter. All right. All right. So okay. this particular actress in this movie was okay. wearing a white top. Okay. And there was this great big, like the size of a softball, oh. red stain over her heart okay. in this white blouse. So it was very, very obvious. And, of course, she's not giving you any indication as to why she has it. And she goes through the beginning of the film, and then all of a sudden she runs into somebody at a coffee shop. She doesn't know them. Oh. And they also have, have this, red. but not everybody in the film does. Oh. And then this girl met this guy at this coffee outside cafe thing. Right. And she also had a stain on her blouse. Hmm. And going, what the heck? And they're not revealing this. I go, what the heck is going on? Well, it turned out that if your heart was broken, <gasps> Oh, that, you had a stain on your... Yes, oh. that was the indicator, but they never let you in on it as far as actually making some kind of a reference to it. I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but well, I do have to... Well, I don't to, know what that movie... You don't know I, what the name of it is, no, so... No, no. So I do, spoil I, it. I do have to explain it just a little bit. Okay. This girl was going to get married. Oh. She came back to her old boyfriend, and she said... If I don't have a complete heart to give my new husband, I don't feel right about that. Oh. You broke my heart. You took my heart. I want it back. So she is thinking materialistic. Oh. I mean, it's literally something that you go to the cupboard and you pull it out and you hand it to me. 
And of course, he looks at her going, I can't easily do that. She goes, what do you mean you can't easily do that? Because again, they're in this materialistic thing. Right. He says, I separated it in four pieces and she lost her shit. What? Yeah, but, and you think he's horrible and you think she has no chance right. of getting it back. So you think everything has just gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I can't remember the other four, but it turns out that he gave a piece of her heart to her mother's grave. Aww. And then she, he gave a piece of her heart to somebody else. And she, he distributed these to people that meant things to her, and he didn't keep a section for himself. Oh, so she had to go to all those places and they gather did. her heart. They <gasps> did. They both did. They did. He helped her. They did. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was sort of funny at the end because you go through this whole film and they're in and out of their old apartment. And, of course, he's just bothered by this whole thing. And at the very, very end, she goes, where's so-and-so? He goes, yeah, he died two years ago. It was the cat. But she had not noticed it the whole film. Oh, my God. <laughs> Until at the very end. And you just, you just die laughing. It's like, oh, my God, that is such a neat little twist. That's funny. Yes. That's yes. funny. So I will, come hell or high water, I will find the name of that film because yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have been here, shoot, probably 10 years ago, if not more, yeah. longer than that. But I think they're in their 17th. 17th. Is yeah. it? Yep. Yep, 17th. So I know I was not here in the very, very beginning, but I just love being here and seeing all everything here, too. They bring... Information to other filmmakers, other directors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's a got, network. Yeah. They've got a student filmmaker showcase, kids with Biff, you know, just all kinds of things. They've got an artist in resident. Actually, Gavin Michael Booth is the guy that's going to be doing it. He's an award-winning filmmaker from Windsor, Ontario. And on Saturday, March 5th at 1030, they're going to be learning how to um, promote your movies, mm -hmm. you know, kind of cool, mm -hmm. and your film career after you've already exhausted your film budget. So basically, it's like raising money. How Which are you going to do that? Which doesn't take much. Not at all. There's <laughs> another one called Funding Your Dreams and, and Content Creatability. Just a lot of little workshops that are wonderful for people who want to make movies. Yeah, and you know what the cool part of it is? We are in front of the office of Beloit Filmworks, and right. Nancy runs that. And she is sort of like, this is how Greg described her to me. Okay. She is sort of like a realtor for filmmakers. I go, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Say, so, well, if a filmmaker wants to make a, a movie that is, let's say, in the Midwest, I need a city that has a river going down it. I need a city that has a, a, a vibrant downtown. Downtown, yeah. I need, a, you know, a, a, a paved bridge. I need, I need, I need, I need, yeah. I need. They give a grocery list, like you would say, I need a four-bedroom house, and I need two bathrooms, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, I need to be mm -hmm. a picket fence and all that. And so they she, might be talking about Rockford or Peoria. Yeah, I mean, her ideally, she's wanting to bring those filmmakers to the southern Wisconsin right, area. Right. Oh, right, right, right. But, you know, however that works, that's her job to awesome. marry those two people together, that if you're a filmmaker in California... And you don't necessarily know the Midwest as At well all. as you think you do. Mm -hmm. um, you could end up in Bloomington mm -hmm. because of what was on your list and what she knew. It's it's a cool concept. Yeah. So. There's a bunch of films when you look at it and you really figure it out. I think I think there's a movie out called Marry Me. Oh, there is. And there's with something. Yeah, something with an airport where they are supposedly in I don't know Peoria or Chicago or something like that. But it's a long way. They she should have flown directly into Peoria <laughs> instead of where she did. It's you know if you don't know the geography, you wouldn't know. I know. But it's kind of funny. I know. Hey, classic film. 
E.T. Remember that? Oh, sure. E.T. Phone home. There's, there's, your, there's your classic line. <laughs> it's going to be shown on March 6th at 2.30. Oh, so it's like a bring the family yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's another thing they call, they call it a sing-along. These are fun. So the sing-along this time is going to be at the Castle, which is on Prospect Avenue. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be talking daydream believers from the monkeys. Oh, it's the monkeys. Yes. Oh, how so appropriate. Fun. Can I back up to E.T.? Yes. I saw an interview with Steven Spielberg, and he was talking about a portion of E.T. where he felt absolutely horrible. Really? And the interviewer is saying, are you kidding me? What's the deal? He says, you know that little kid? Yeah. I can't remember uh, his I name, but the little kid. Elliot. Elliot. Well, yeah, yeah. His actor's name, or oh, his, uh, actor's, character yeah, his name character was Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. They did not tell him certain things. They wanted to get his raw reaction when this thing happened, and they were announcing that E.T. had died. Oh, no. And did they he cry? Oh, my God. He lost it. And Steven Spielberg said, I felt bad because we're doing this to this little kid, but that's how you get the raw reaction. And the weird part about it is, think of all the films that Steven has done. A lot. A and lot. it still sticks with him. Wow. I mean, way beyond Schindler's List or anything <laughs> like that. This little kid crying is what stuck with him. And he goes, uh, I still feel bad about that. Well, not bad enough. But when the check like, yeah. came, I don't think yeah, he, don't felt think he felt, felt that bad. bad. At all. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I was looking at some of the trailers of the movies, the different movies and stuff. I mm. am so excited to watch a couple mm -hmm. of them. Now, they've got one that I think you'll like, too. It's called Becoming Geppetto. Look at Have what's at the top of my that? list. I just did that, too. Look, Look at, at okay. that. Okay, what's your next one? Because I got a bunch of them, too. It's just a game. Uh, I didn't put that one down. I put down the six. Well, the oh. six is number four on my list. And do okay. you know the like the local tie-in with the six? What is that? Okay, well, I there, know I, I know the tie-in to the Titanic, but I don't yes, know. Okay. Yes, that's it. But it ties into a restaurateur up in Janesville, Wisconsin. Really? Yes. This guy who currently owns the Cozy Inn in Janesville, okay. which is a Chinese restaurant, which Brian Thomas and Tom Fitzgerald have told me countless times, we need to make a road trip to the Cozy Inn. And I'm oh going, my gosh. Okay. okay. And it's above an Irish bar. Really? That's the oh, that's the best. So okay. this guy they interviewed the other day, Nancy was part of that uh, package on the TV where they were explaining all this, where his father was one of six Chinese on the Titanic. Yes, yes. And he survived, mm -hmm. and they never really talked about it. They mm -hmm. never really, you know, it's sort of like if you're in the war, you don't really talk about it. Right. I know you're in the war, but we don't yep. talk about it. Yep. It was like that. Wow. And somebody caught wind of this whole thing and said, whoa, there's a big story here. And that was the inspiration for putting this film together. And do you know that James Cameron makes an appearance in this film and talks about the fact that finding one of the six was kind of how they decided they were going to find Rose mm. in the Titanic. James Cameron is producing the uh, film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, is this so, he's the executive producer. Yeah. Is he? Wow. Isn't that fun? I wonder what that's so, like. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> what would that be like? Would that just be behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff? And do you just sort of watch and watch them do the clipboard? Is that basically what a producer does? Oh, they sure. sort of stand there and get them snacks and stuff like that. So what's another one on your list? My other one on my list is called Americanish. No, I have Empty America. That's oh, I have that one, too. You do. Empty America. Okay. That's from with Joel Bryant as the... Uh, the director, the producer, the whole nine yards. I love right. that one. That's, that premise is really kind of cool. The it premise is. is what America looks like during the shutdown. Oh. And it's amazing. Creepy. Yeah, because he goes three weeks 
8,600 miles, 17 cities with one iPhone in his Ford Fiesta. You're kidding me. Nope, that's it. That's how he did it. He went to Venice Beach, Times Square, Bourbon Street, Fisherman's Wharf, Chicago, because I saw oh, the Chicago River. That's going to be and, so and, cool. And get this, 139 pictures that he took have already been acquired for the Smithsonian Archives. As in stills. Oh, now you're yeah. now you're. This is tapping, a big one. Yeah. Yep. Empty America is a big one to see too. Wow. Do you so, remember when we were here two years ago? The Black Donnellys. Yes, I do. They played here as the act, the entertainment. Two well, years ago, right? Yeah. And tonight they're going to do a music video that <gasps> is part of the festival. But yes. The Black Donnellys were just two guys playing a guitar, and they were from Ireland. One of these guys said, you know, I think we ought to try to break a Guinness World Record of some sort. And he goes, what, 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 what? Us? us, come on. And he says, yeah, I, I'm going to get the numbers wrong. But he says, basically, they want to be able to do a concert in all 50 states in like 40 days. Oh, my gosh, really? That includes Hawaii and includes Alaska. Oh, my. So these guys were at the showing, and they talked before, and then they played music afterwards uh, outside of this reception when they were when we were at the... Uh, the film? At the venue, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. so you got even more information on this. The documentary is showing all that they went through. I think they went through two RVs. They just flat out ran them <laughs> in the sure ground. they did. And then when they went down to Florida, they had a hurricane. Oh. And when they went over to, I don't know, there was like a tsunami that came into Alaska. He goes, come on, what are the, what's the timing of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. of course, it wouldn't matter if you weren't on a timeline, and they did it. Oh, my God, the oh, behind-the-scenes wow. stuff. Because lots of times they would go in, and they would play 30 minutes at uh -huh. 2 in the afternoon, uh -huh. and then they would have a 7 o'clock show, I don't know, maybe four hours away. That's the way that they would work it. They had a time schedule, but you oh, know, yeah. sometimes the RV just didn't agree with them <laughs> or the weather, and it was fascinating to hear about See, it. that would be cool. That's kind of the thing I like when the director is there or the, or the producer there or whatever, and they're telling you all the behind-the-scenes signs. You know, whenever you get a, a movie on DVD, there's always that director's cut. Yeah, oh, I, love I love those. those. I do yeah. love those. Me too, me yeah. too. One of my favorite was when they did uh, director cuts, I think, or maybe just actor and actresses' interviews on A League of Their Own. Oh, that's fun, yeah. Yeah, that was the one that I enjoyed There's the most. There's no crying in baseball. Because <laughs> we were on the row team, row, row club, and YMCA row club here. And when I first started, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting tired. Can I just, can I stop for a minute? And when, Brian when, says, when. yeah, exactly. He says, there's no stopping in rowing. There's no <laughs> stopping in rowing. I'm like, ah. We don't stop until we run out of river. Uh, yeah, that's right. sort uh, of how that you works You don't stop out. or the whole boat flips over. <laughs> so, yeah, right. you don't want to do that. Can I tell you one more that I really, I can't wait to see and why? It's called Undergrads. Don't know about that one. Okay, it's because it's produced or directed or whatever by Andrew Zuckerman, who is a 22-year-old, graduated last year from University of oh. Minnesota with oh a my. film production and cinema uh, studies degree. This is his first feature film. Does it star Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, it should, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And then another one that I really want to see is called Here and After, directed by Sean Crawford of Canada. It's all about love being the beginning and the end of everything. Okay. I can't describe it. You're just going to have to see it or... So they sort of pull you back 360 degrees probably in these little vignettes? I don't know. I'm not quite sure how that one works, how that film is. Okay. You know, but it's going right. to be cool. There okay. are some wonderful ones. What is a category that you are most quickly drawn to? 
Uh, romantic comedies. Like a chick flick. I like chick flicks. Okay, but, yeah. you, but you like but the I, comedy part of it. I like the comedy part okay. of it. Yeah, I'm All not right. into horror or uh, sci-fi. I'm not really into that. I do like the documentaries sometimes. Okay. Those have, are really fun. Have you seen any amount of uh, short films? Oh. Yeah. Well, I know that they have a bunch of them here at Biff that I they can do. look at. I and, haven't seen those and yet. And they've got three or four slots. So okay. when okay. you when you buy into it, it's ten bucks for for a movie ticket for for doing this. Right. Uh, but when you get in, there's uh, obviously more than one short film to right, a slot. Right. 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 So you're buying a gang of them. I've seen a couple of them. I think when I first started out, I didn't quite know what they were what was going on, and I did go and see a couple of those. Have you not seen uh, a lot of the Pixar short films? Mm-hmm. No, they're mm-hmm. fascinating. The old guy in the park playing chess. Oh, funny. That's all I'll say about that one. No. And the birds on the guide wire. Birds on the guide wire. I think I've seen that one, too. I'm not saying that's the name of it, but that's oh. what it looks like. Okay, um, okay. Remember I told you that uh, there's a friend of ours that we know from Loves Park, Illinois. His name is Dan Lund, and he's a Disney animator in, yes. in Burbank. And he's, yes. he's been doing it for maybe 29 or 30 years. He went to this uh, Creative Talent Network conference several years ago now. He ran into, I think the number was about 120 of these up-and-comings, and that's why it reminded me of the story, because wow. you were talking about this yep. kid's first film. Brand new film, yeah. And these people were from all over the world. Oh, wow. So he herded those cats. He is the definition of a mentor. It's Aww. just the way he's wired. Cool. So he was able to technology gather all these people so now you're going to do the editing and then you'll hand this off to somebody else and you'll hand it off to somebody else mm-hmm. I don't know it probably took a couple of years maybe three years to do this it's called Aria for a cow <laughs> and the challenge of all this oh is gosh. is getting your point made in seven minutes now you think of it most of these films are what hour and a half yeah 90 minutes yeah so he put all these people together. He ended up doing a Disney-esque premiere at this same conference three years later at this Creative Talent Network in Burbank. And I'm telling you, he knows how to put on a preview. He wow. knows how to put on a reception because he works for Disney for 25 yeah. or 30 yeah. years. Right, right. It was fascinating. Oh, wow. And to see what they did with lighting and music and we're, we're talking about a cow, for crying out loud. <laughs> it was phenomenal. He's done some other stuff, too, but that was the thing that stuck out in my head for a short film. You know, the thing that I remember here, my very first one, Katherine Heigl. Do you know who Katherine Heigl is? I know the name. She's a big big star now, but I saw her for the first time. One of her very first movies was played here, and she was a pharmaceutical rep. Is she from this area? I don't think so. I don't, no. You know, I really don't know. I'll have so to ask. So the name but, just but stuck with you? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's, it's one of those that you just see her. You just know she's she's going to be a great actress. You oh, just yeah. can tell. You know, they've got yeah. that screen presence. It yeah, just jumps do. out at they you. Do. And they're not afraid. They're not afraid, no. no. And she, it was a very good film. Yeah. And I can't remember what the name of it is. I'll have to look her up to find out what well, it is. Hopefully we'll throw that as an answer on there, too. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, since we do these unpredictable podcast episodes... We don't have a lot of preparation, mm-hmm. much less answers. <laughs> right, Because right. we really don't know where we're going, and I don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So we'll do as much research as we can after the fact yep. and put those answers so, you know, we don't completely <laughs> look stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you hear the noise level rise? People are starting to come in. Yeah, they're coming in. First yes. of all, I want to be able to reemphasize that it's Beloit, 
B-E-L-O-I-T, because I don't want people to assume that everybody knows how to spell it True. if they're not from the area. True. So it's BeloitFilmFest.org. So I've been, I've been saying a lot of lines, but i got to tell you, this 3x5 card that I have here, I think we'll appreciate it. It comes from Piper in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Oh. I'm so glad she's listening. She says, since you're both involved in movies, what is your favorite movie line? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to springboard not off the obvious. Okay. Uh, first of all, the most I've seen a movie is Die Hard with okay. Bruce Willis. And the second I have mostly seen is Enemy of the State with Will Smith and Gene Hackman. Ooh, and yeah. And when they got pinched, and what of course... Pinched means what? Well, people are after them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So when they got pinched, and they are on the same team, but they're really not sure that they're on the same team yet. You know, okay. you sort of have that. And they're on the rooftop, uh -huh. and all hell's breaking loose. Here come the helicopters, and then, you know, they got trackers on him and everything. And Gene Hackman looks at Will Smith and he goes, you have either got to be the stupidest person I have ever met <laughs> or the smartest. Because he wasn't sure if Will was trying to pull one over on him. Oh, funny. Well, Will had no clue. So he was the stupidest. The stupidest he had yeah, no, no clue idea. whatsoever. But I love that movie. Because if they can take plot, uh -huh. I love when, when directors and writers can do this, where you know where you're going to be. Uh -huh. And you have to walk it backwards in order to get there. Oh. So you don't start here at the beginning and then work your way to the end. You start at the end and yes. work your way back. Ah. Yes. And how okay. is that going to twist and how is it going to sort of layer on top of each other? Ah. And when they can do that and, and then when the actors and the actresses can deliver what the script writers have actually presented because mm -hmm. sometimes it's oil and water. Mm -hmm. Oh God, it's magic. Oh my you, God. you know what? I got to tell you, you seem very cerebral on all this stuff. Me, I just go to the movies to be entertained. It's chewing gum I just, for you? Yeah, it's just chewing gum well, for me. I, I like, I mean, I don't know all the ins and the outs. There are, there are movies that I could watch over and over and over again just because I like them. Like Pretty Woman is one that I could watch over and over and over. I like Julia Roberts and I, you know, whatever. But let me tell you, I don't walk into a movie like a critic would walk into uh, a movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you notice things like, like you just said that I never would have. Oh. I would have been like, oh, that was a really good movie. I like that. You know, and I would not have paid attention to all of those facts. I used like a movie analogy many years ago with a group of teenage boys. Okay. And I was trying to get a point across, and I'll probably remember what that point is once I describe <laughs> this to you. Okay. <laughs> Again, let's work backwards yeah, on right, this. Right. And, and I, I made the parallel, the analogy, with going to the movie theater. Okay. And it was very specific. We are talking about going to the movie theater. This is not watching a movie on your damn phone. Right, or right. Or at home. Right, no. on the TV set. It's going to the theater. Yeah. Yes, we're talking the silver screen. I told them, how would you walk into that room and how would you approach watching the film? It doesn't matter what the film is. If I said, here are free tickets, call up a friend and go to the theater on me. Now, if I said in the second scenario, here are tickets that I am going to give you. And I paid $100 for these tickets. Ooh, okay. And you can go to any film you want to. Let's say there's 16 of them available but I paid $100 for these tickets. But I want you to have them. How would you approach the choice of the film, going to the film, what time, who would you ask yeah, to go Yeah, you, you put more thought into it. It's a whole different deal. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, here's a couple of tickets, do whatever you want. Yeah. Now, the third scenario was, 
And we were drawing parallels to how you approach certain things as leaders. Okay. The third one was, I want you to go and pay attention to this film. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you exactly the film to go to. Uh I'm telling you exactly where to go see it and what time to go see it. And I want you to come back with, quote unquote, a book report. Oh. I want you to be a critic. I want you to pay attention to this stuff. I want you to come back with this for me with whatever your opinion is. I'm not guiding you one yeah, way or the other, yeah, yeah. but you have to produce. How would you approach that film then? See, that's different. Then, then it's work. It is. But the whole point was, eh, I don't care, as opposed to, ooh, I've got a job. And it puts them in a different mind of some sort. I remember a long time ago, there was uh, my wife and one of my best friend's wives who was, uh, they, they wanted to go to this film. I go, okay, you know, I'll go I've to pretty it, much, yeah, I'll go to pretty much whatever film. And Dave goes, oh, God, oh, God, <laughs> oh, God. And he was just pissing and moaning the whole way. Really? The whole, all the way through dinner, all the way driving there. He goes, I don't want to. Was it a chick flick? It was Ghost. Oh, <laughs> now, of course, I like that. I know, but we didn't know much about it, right? Right, right. Okay, so <laughs> he gets in there and he's so quiet. I mean, nothing. It's like, Dave, you're not moving. I'm saying this to myself. Right. And I see this one single tear come uh, down his cheek. And I, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. Yes, and I never mentioned that to him ever. Mm. ever. Well, now you did well, to now everybody. Did. Yeah, so, hey, Dave in Minneapolis, I saw the tear drop. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this is a side note, and okay. it's sort of a squirrel thing. Okay. But I want to make we sure do that, that all the time, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to make sure that you see it because I don't want you to miss this. Okay. They have done some really cool lighting in this room. I've noticed that. And we've got sort of a bird's eye view. But I want you to look in this open warehouse deal and okay. look at our reflection. Oh, that's in cool. The window. Because we're up on this mezzanine and there's all kinds of girders and all kinds of over uh, ventilation and stuff, and it's just a really cool look. And you don't see that very often because we wouldn't normally come up here Mm -mm, if it mm -mm. wasn't for a podcast. Okay, so I have to tell you, I'm going back here to this line because that's one of my favorite lines. My favorite movie is Pretty Woman. My favorite line is there is, you work on commission, right? Right? Mistake. (laughs) Big mistake. Huge. Love that line. I love that. Love that And you know, that was the line that I instantly thought of. Are you a fan of Yellowstone with Kevin Costner now? Do you know I've not watched Yellowstone yet? Oh, my. Oh, I know. Everybody my. says you got to watch Yellowstone. Well, I'm just starting to get through Ozark, let well, alone <laughs> Yellowstone. Shoot, and that's a challenge. To I get know, through Ozark. right? When you do, okay. and I really hope that you do. I, you know, we you will, because Brian has seen a couple of episodes, and he's like, "We've got to watch." You'll this. appreciate it. Yeah. Let me just tell you that I instantly thought of that line about commission. Really? Okay. When Beth saves Monica in the boutique. That's all I'll say. Beth saving Monica in the boutique during the Yellowstone series. Okay, I'll remember that. All right. So my other favorite one, I feel the need for speed. What is that one from? Feel the need for speed. Tom Cruise. Top Gun. No, really? Feel the need for speed. No, I don't know that one. Oh, I love that movie. Top Gun and Pretty Woman. Those are the two movies that my girlfriend Rachel and I used to watch all the time. All the time. Rachel, you remember that? I know you do. Sometimes (laughs) I wonder when people are so good, like Kelly McGinnis, for the sake of argument. Yeah. That why didn't they just skyrocket? Yeah. And all of a sudden they just sort of, eh. 
She's you know, gone. They, they do a couple things and then nothing. It's like, wait a minute. You know, no. that Meryl Streep person is going to be in movies until she croaks. And Jesus, that's well, not, that's not she, right. She's pretty talented, too, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. That's the one person you are not fond of. <laughs> or were you just choking on a Charleston shoe? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. I did bring Charleston True, what oh, they call man. rounds. Oh, he's right to my heart here. This is mm-hmm. my get-out-of-jail card right here. Yeah. You did. And, you did well. And you know what I almost did to you, but Uh-oh, it God. wouldn't be appropriate in this venue, but I what? could have done it elsewhere. It's Toss just, it. It's just, no, just drop them somewhere and you go, <laughs> oh, oh, Tim, look, there's deer in downtown Beloit. Right. No. A little pile yeah, of deer, because no. they look like little deer turds. They do. Sorry, they do. They do. They're and, a little bit bigger, but yeah. And these have an interior that is like, like a vanilla, vanilla. Yeah. yeah, which is different, but these they're are kissing so cousins good. to milk duds. Well, when you brought them to me and you showed me them, I'm like, what are these? They're too small for milk duds. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, they're weird shape. Maybe they're chocolate-covered raisins? No. And then you gave me the look, and I was like, oh, they're yeah, Charleston Chews. the look. Yeah. Because a, a lot of those candies now, mm-hmm. I mean, think of Reese's. Mm-hmm. How many different ways can you get a Reese's? Mm-hmm. They have made them flatter and rounder and smaller, and then, then, then. They mix yeah. it with everything. and every- Well, yeah. these people are making things... Different so too. So it's yeah. easy to consume. Well, yeah. smart of them. I know, smart right? Yeah. And you don't have to freeze them and smash them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've already been there. We've already been there, right? Like I'm sure drinks. that was the inventor's conversation where you go, you know, if we put these things in a round shape, we won't have to freeze them and smash them. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're looking at the other people in the room going, what are you talking about? Is it, well, I grew up in Hannibal, Missouri. You know, I was right down the street from Liz. And they're going, you're fired. Get out of here. Hey, by the way. Oh, my God. That was too good. By the way, we oh, are okay. not the only podcast here. Are we really not? Turn around. Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. Yeah. Film critics. Oh, they're film critics. So yeah. They but know, see, they, they, know, they know all, all about the other film festivals. So that's their thing. I think it's their third time here, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, not for us. For them. But not yeah, for, for them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Greg. <laughs> oh, he's been bebopping back around. He did a little interview behind us earlier today, too. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Wow. But he came by the first time. There's a lot of things happening behind us that I we know, just don't. We just can't see. Well, you're like turn around. I'm like, oh look, I yeah. didn't know that. So I'm picking yeah. up my microphone, and that's why you're kind of here, kind of hear something. But I'm looking around, and there are people still coming in the door. They've got round tables of people here too, ten tables. This so is far. so reminiscent seeing you pick up the mic. Oh God! I what? had such a flashback of you being on a remote. Oh! <laughs> Because yeah, we never, that's pretty true. This we, is pretty we, much it. We never had microphone stands. I never did. I never did either. No. I had. I well, I take it back. There was one time we'd had a stand. I think we were doing something for MDA, and we were outside. Oh, that's a long. But, you know, time that was now. a long time ago. Otherwise, yeah. but you always have your microphone in your hand, and you like here. Let and me talk to so and so. Yeah, and you're walking. Yeah, you're walking around. Yeah, yeah. So, Looking yeah, for you Al Jardine and yeah. I, I know how that works. I, I know how that works. I get it. I understand that. Oh golly, you're never gonna let me forget that one, are you? Hey, let me. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna I, forget it either, though. I've Trust me. Heard the story three times oh, between personally and on the radio and on the podcast, but I'll, I got to tell you, I'm not giving you crap. The yeah. story does get better, even though I've heard it. <laughs> you have a different flair to it every time, so I'm well, not complaining okay. at all. Okay. Hey, I wanted to tell you, I wrote this yep. note specifically. Okay. Um, Put the microphone my, my my son uh, went to Ball State University and uh, majored in video production and cinematography. Oh, okay. 
okay, so you've so, got a lot more knowledge than you're letting on because he probably has let on some. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and we approach things differently. But right. I got to tell you, as much as we've been in radio, as much as you have done TV commercials, right. as much as we've done the MDA telethon on TV, all right. that stuff, right. none of it, in my opinion, comes mm-hmm. even close to film. I can set that mood with a light. I can set that mood with music. I've got the time to be able to establish that scene with that person walking into a room. Mm. And we don't have that luxury in a 30 or a 60 second commercial. Unless you set the tone with your voice. Unless you set the tone with the music yes. that's behind you. Yes. But, that's but, but well, that's the only way in radio and in TV, yes. short, 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 short. Yes, yeah. and it can make or break you. Yes. If you've got something, and this is where but I then, really believe. Uh, but I think in movies you have to be careful there, too, that you don't draw it out so that when you're when you're setting that walking, that it's too long, and it's like, okay, that's too much of that. There's too much of that. Well, you yeah. lose the audience. Well, that's where your director and your producer uh, okay. and your editor and your sound people at the end, okay. they all have to work together with, I want to accomplish this. And if, if you've got somebody that is not on the same page with you mm-hmm. with picking out music, I mean, that's where John Williams is just so incredible right. with all the scores that he has done. You know, he may end up setting this music simply based on what somebody described to him. Right. He oh, hasn't right. seen the film. That's true. Oh, yeah. that's true. And how he magically makes that happen is phenomenal. Yeah. Think of his resume. It's incredible. And that's what keeps me coming back to film over and over and over again because I literally want to see what they're going to do to me. I want to see. How, what do you mean? How, what they're going to do? How are they going to make you feel? Are they going to drag me uh, on? I How are they going to make me gotcha. feel? Are they going to make me angry? I got gotcha. Are they going to make me feel like I'm in the room? I got gotcha. When you've got this person that's hiding from somebody that's coming in. and yeah. remember, the, yeah. remember the movie Taken? I do with not. With Liam Neeson? Oh, my God. I don't God. think I saw that. And his daughter was under the bed, and these nasty people from France or nope. wherever You know what? I didn't see that one. Oh, my I did not God. See that it one. made me sweat right there. That's mm-hmm. what they want you to do. They want you to get close and in. And again, if you drag it too far out, nope, you've lost me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, I got to tell you, we we are probably going to have to wrap this up shortly here because we've got people doing interviews behind us. We've got one behind us this direction. Sort of a happening place. I know it, right? Yeah. And I'm seeing some people that I think we need to pop down and say hello to. Oh. Uh, who knows? And I think we're going to have some more information coming with regards to Beloit International Film Festival. I think Greg was going to be speaking shortly here, too. So. Oh, okay. Got to right. kind of wrap things up. Okay. Are, are you done here with your... Uh, never. Shut oh, gosh, down. no. Oh, man. I'll do that when we when we close things up. How about mm. that? Oh. <laughs> this was really good about reminiscing about two Movie. years ago. So, and yeah, so I would just want to re- remind everybody again, Beloit International Film Festival is taking place. It starts tomorrow. Well, for us tomorrow, but February 25th through March 6th in Beloit, Wisconsin. If you happen to be within our listening area whatever you know in our midwest area and you want to come and actually see some you can or you can go online yes and it's beloit filmfest.org you know what one thing i do have to tell you that we forgot we totally forgot because i was gonna tell you remember how stephanie last year was um an honorary chairman yes well this year they are honoraring honorary (laughs) honoring the biff supporter and beloved board member and his name is jeff livingston 
Uh, Jeff recently, I think he had a, a surgery where he had a, a transplant, a kidney and a heart transplant just recently. So mm. he's on the mend, but he's that's who they are honoring this year nice. with. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Hey, so. before we sign off, I wanted uh-huh. to say thank you for some feedback with some listeners that we picked up just recently. Oh, yeah. uh, Todd in St. Louis, Missouri. Cheryl in Richardson, Texas. And Jonathan in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, and I got to tell you, actually, my friend Ingrid, she's my German friend. I just love her to death. She actually sent me a message through Facebook and said, darling, I'm listening. (laughs) I I can't do it the way she does, but she says, darling, I'm listening, you know. And you are killing me with those pie and cake recipes because she is an awesome baker. She's uh, awesome. Anyway. You know, tell her that the post office will (laughs) deliver deliver. whatever (laughs) she bakes to us and we could tell her where to mail it. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm not going to thank her until I get a red velvet cake. Oh, in, okay, in (laughs) advance. Yeah, right, right, right. You'll like, she's a good baker. Anyway. Thanks for listening, you guys. This has been really fun here at the Beloit International Film Festival. I'm Tim Larson. And I'm Liz Wilder, and this has been Life's 3x5s. Take care. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.